0: Hey NAI football fans. This is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAI ball Podcast powered by Adcraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. That's right. Our friends at Adcraft USA have stepped up their game to become the presenting sponsors of our podcast and live show. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. Adcraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at AdCraftUSA.com and AdCraftWebstores.com. All right, guys. Tonight, we have for you Morningside Head Coach Steve Ryan. Coach, how you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Thank you. Hey, I... Uh, you know, 2020 was a weird year, obviously. That's the least uh, stated thing that I've said in a while. Um, but, you know, y'all got off to a, a good start in, in 2020. Uh, kind of bookended there for you with the same team uh, of, of Northwestern. Um, y'all open up your season with them, and it is an instant classic. You come away with a win in the first one there, 45-31. Talk to me about how that game set the tone for the rest of your season.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, you touched on something. We we opened and closed with Northwestern. They're both incredible ball games. They're both a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, obviously, I wish we, we would have won both of them, but we won the first one and, and lost the last one. But I think that first game was critical because – the reality is, we lost a lot of guys. Almost our whole defense from the eighteen and nineteen teams that that won the, the national championship, and so um, it was a high. And, you know, it's a highly explosive and talented offense with Coima on the field, and so I think you know there was so much riding that game, and it was huge for us to see how fast some of our guys jump forward into things, and and really kind of set the tempo uh, for the season um, and for things going forward.
0: Then you get a few weeks into your season. You you, you get a couple of, of good wins under your belt, and then you go play at Dort University, and that's just another instant classic that goes down to the wire there uh, with an interception by your defense to seal the game. Talk about that game there at Dort.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, Dort's another outstanding um, uh, off offense and explosive football team, and you know, with COVID and some of the situations, we were down a few guys on offense, but um, it was an outstanding and explosive game. And And I kind of felt um, that in terms of that game, um, our guys were able to kind of come away with the victory with a goal line stand and largely had beaten Northwestern because of a goal line stand. So, you know, those two, you know, nip and tuck games that, you know, we came away with during the year um, came down to, you know, goal line stands. And I kind of felt... Um, for the good or bad of it, you know, it was kind of like there was still enough gold or luster left from the 18-19 teams that, you know, the few guys that were on the field, Maitland and Gustav and Winger, that had played a lot in 19 and 18, you know, kind of you know, had the courage and the confidence just to kind of rally those guys in both cases to, to set goal line stands. And so, uh, you know, felt really good about it. I will say this Northwestern and door were everything um, that they're made out to be. They were outstanding teams, you know, top 10 teams. And, um, you know, I felt, I felt our guys played well, you know, to come away with those games and and we were very fortunate to do so.
0: I mean, door gets into the, so door gets into the playoffs there and, and, you know, they do get bounced in the first round, but talk about the growth of the G pack as a, as a whole. I mean, it's, it, it wasn't that long ago that it's, Northwestern, Morningside, and those are your two big giants. It looks like the parity is growing there.
1: I think the I think the parity has grown. Um, I also think Matt Frandsen at Hastings is gonna. Uh, I I see Hastings jumping back up in the mix and and some of those things. And um, and then the fourth team, you know, Midland. In the last few years is an outstanding team, and I think um, you know they're they're realistically could be a top twenty team. So the conference has really kind of made some jump. The, the big thing, and this is so important with small college football, you know, in terms of what you're seeing and what happened there is, I, I love our quarterback and Joey Dolanchek. I think he's an outstanding quarterback. But those two quarterbacks that those guys have or have had in Klayberg and Coyman are outstanding quarterbacks. And so, so often in small college football, if you've got that guy under center, um, there's so much that you can do. And I think as much as anything, that's what you're seeing. You saw three teams that were very explosive on offense, um, and largely because of the quarterbacks and some of the other weapons they had.
0: What really struck me, um, especially in those two key games that we talked about, was really your defense's ability to go take the ball back for your offense. One thing that we talk about on our show a lot is if you want to beat Morningside, you've got to be efficient. You cannot give – the Mustangs, any extra possessions because they're going to take advantage. Talk about your defense and finding ways to get the ball back to your offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm letting out any secret, but, I mean, what you touched on is is incredible. And, and I think it goes back to um, the Northwestern, you know, the game that we lost. There's so many big things that happened in that game. And there's so many critical plays that led to us, you know, not winning that game. And I'm given, you know, I'm a, I don't want to take any credit away from Northwestern Two is the two goal line stands that they make. But then the third thing you just touched on, they never turned the ball over and that just, you know, doesn't happen. So, you know, that turnover factor and the things that happen um, is so critical. And I'm not saying that doesn't normally happen, but the fact that they didn't turn it over, um, uh, I felt, to their credit, was, was uh, a deciding factor in that game. But um, you're, you're exactly right. You know, um, you know that turnover battle and creating those turnovers are so critical. And, you know, if you look back at the, the tight games that we had, you know, the, the, the turnovers made the difference in the door game. Our defense, you know, created and made those plays. And I do think we have guys on defense that, that can make plays, and, and so often that's what you need. Um, And and many of those guys are coming back.
0: Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about them real quick. You have a ton returning um, on offense. Obviously, it starts with your quarterback, but he has weapons uh, at his disposal just across the field. Austin Johnson, Reed Jurgensmeyer's coming back. Anthony Sims in the backfield. Caleb Schweiger, who is as good of an athlete and is as shifty as, as anyone um, along with three all conference offensive linemen for Sims to run behind. Talk about that offense going forward into 2021.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, we're, we're very pleased with, with a lot of those guys. And um you know, you mentioned the two receivers, Austin Johnson and Reed Jurgensmeyer, just the amount of experience that they have and, um, their ability to make plays and to get open. And, um, you know, for both of those guys, and sometimes, you know, in 18 and 19, you know, those guys were on the field all the time. Matter of fact, I think in both years, Reed was a thousand yard receiver. Um, so you're talking about seasons of 14, 15, 12, you know, those guys have, have started in, in over 30 games. Um, and so just that experience of those guys coming back, the experience of Joey going into his, his third year, Sims coming back for, you know, really, you know, his fifth year. And um, and with that COVID year and the fact they all played last year, you know, that, that that's a season of play. So you talk about four main guys right there and then the three senior offensive linemen up front and Tyler Anderson and Hunter Barons and Jason Hallback. Um, yeah, there's a lot of experience there. Uh, but I do think you talk about something, and, and one of the things that if you played, and, and I still think there's going to be a lot of have and have not type situations coming out of last year that we don't really know about, but those kind of next wave of guys that you talk about, like Caleb Schweiger, a couple more I'll put out there or Titan tight end, H-back, and Jake Towdy and Sione Tuafua, we just thought that they made huge strides last year and became legitimate Uh, outstanding college football players. So all those guys were excited about coming back. Hi, this is Sal Avila from Valley City State, and you're listening to NAIF Ball.
0: Defensively, you've got an absolute ton coming back
1: um,
0: in your linebacking core and your um, defensive backfield um, with Porter Schultz and Wingard uh, at linebacker and uh, Miller, Jones, and Bessie in your defensive backfield. Um, talk to me about, um, getting your defense in, in kind of its second year after a little bit of a purge.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously sometimes as a coach, you, you look at the, at the negative and we do lose the, the, the two DNs that we can't get to come back for a sixth year. Cause they were fifth year guys last year, Maitland and, and goose, and they were outstanding, you know, football players. So, there's kind of that replacement of that. But you talked about those that Nick set of guys, they've kind of formed a new core uh, in terms of like Miller and Bessie and Wingert uh, in terms of guys at the middle. And I just felt by having a fall season and then going through the spring, they are playing great football, um, and they've had great summers of working out. Um, Miller might be as good of a safety as we've had at Morningside College, and we've had some outstanding ones. So here's a young guy that we're excited about. And uh, the big issue for us, and where we got in trouble, is we had a lot of injuries in that secondary. By the time you know we got into that semifinals, and we've got to develop the depth, um, or, or we're going to have a hard time finishing out games this year.
0: So let's talk about this season and, and this upcoming season mentally for your guys. We've talked about the last couple of seasons of how do you keep a championship mentality and and keep uh, the prize out there that carried out ahead when you've won. Talk about changing that message a little bit and playing with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder now.
1: Yeah, you know, if I were to talk about it, you know, if, if I go back a few years, you know, we won the national championship in 18, and, you know, you always hear, like, it's harder to stay on top. And then we came, you know, coming back in 19, we had most of our team back, except for probably, you know, our three superstars. Mm-hmm. Span on defense, Niles and Salzma, and it was real easy. It was as if all the guys said, oh, yeah, we're going to show you that we can do it without those guys. And and they were just self-motivated, and it was, it was really an incredible year. And I thought last year was difficult because, yeah, you know, a little bit of that stuff kind of set in of, um we're just always going to win and that's not reality and um and so i you know a lot of it is just getting our guys to talk about you know doing the little things right what it you know what it actually takes to be on top to get on top and to make that happen um and getting them to understand it because you know it's no different than anything else they're so far removed um from anything but winning, and you just kind of assume it's always going to happen, without the understanding that you know um, it, it, you didn't build it. You know, what I mean, and and that's such a hard thing to under. You know, no, no one in our program has ever lost a regular season game. I, I don't think we've lost a conference game since fourteen. So you know, the, you know, it, you know, they, you just always think it's going to happen. So. It, it you know in some ways the loss is never good for you nobody ever wants to lose so I'm not trying to say that but it has been good for getting our guys to refocus that no you have to do it you have to do everything right you have to do it the right way the right time um, with appropriate energy and and we're we're seeing that coming out of, out of the summer that that guys are working in that regard
0: talk to me about the summer uh you know a lot of the the teams that we've spoken to. Uh, up to kind of this semifinal point, um, you know, it's it's been you know that summer's been dwindling, you know, since the, the first round, the second round, and now your semifinals. You've got this really short summer. Um, how are y'all dealing with trying to get guys physically ready and mentally ready for fall in such a short time frame?
1: yeah i think that's that's a good question i think i think one of the things that comes out of everything is is your understanding and answering of this question how much you enjoy playing football so i think for your guys that love to play football it really is not that it's nothing's been it's like this is like the dream right you played in the fall then you get a play again in the spring now we just got a quick two or three month summer we get a play again so guys that maybe play football for different reasons, there's there's a certain level of fatigue that's kind of set in and there's this need for motivation. But, you know, for our guys, um, you know, after we lost, we gave them, you know, basically two weeks off to f- finish out their classes, take their finals. We started right into our summer program and really have had great energy, specifically from the guys that enjoy playing football. Um, and that's been great for me to see um, that that they enjoy – you know, that they enjoy playing football and they're a part of it. You know, it, it's interesting because I got the same question, like, man, what's it like? You're like, you had a season in the fall, and then you have a season in the spring. And now you got a little bit of time off. You got another season. Really? If I'm totally honest, I loved it. It was like, man, we're playing football again. Let's, let's get going. Uh, and so I, I mean, that's, I don't know if that answers your question, but for guys that really love to play football, this has kind of been a dream. It's like, okay, Now I get to get back in lifting weights and we're, you know, I only got to do it for two months and now we're back at it. So, you know, really we just kind of went, you know, what would normally be going into our summer program. We went into it when we normally do and we've just had great energy with
0: it going forward. Definitely. So looking ahead at your schedule for 2021, unlike 2020 where you start out with a bang and then you've got a bang in the middle and then you've got, this road in the playoffs, your schedule shifts. You're kind of big two at this point, down near the end of the season. Um, yeah. Talk about keeping that energy that you've got now and keeping the, the focus and not looking ahead to the end of the schedule. Right. So, I
1: mean, part of what happened on a of- 2020 is we ended up losing our pre you know our non-conference game and so really what we end up with is is no non-conference this games with with Mount Marty starting up football so um and one of the things we try to do in a regular year is really schedule something you know early in the year non-conference that's a a, a real challenge for us um and we don't have that so um, I think the GPAC conferences has continued to get better every year. I think Concordia's and Doan, two teams that we play early on, have, have had just outstanding programs. It um, maybe just slipped up a little bit last year with COVID, but uh, I think we can get our guys ready to go. We just have to continue to build and grow, build and grow, um, as we go throughout the year.
0: A lot of teams are adding a week zero game there on, on that last uh, Saturday of August, which seems crazy. You know, we're recording at the end of July. We're talking about teams starting up on August 28th. Um, Would y'all be for having that extra week to schedule um, a a non-conference opponent on that week?
1: I'm up for it. If there's someone still out there that needs a game, if I can get my ID to do it, we'll play it.
0: I love it. Um, Yeah, because last year y'all were supposed to play Kaiser, weren't you?
1: We were supposed to play Ottawa in um, Arizona. That's right.
0: That's right. That's, right. That's then, who it was.
1: And they they were going to return the trip here and and de- they decided not to.
0: That's understandable. Yeah, I was looking forward to that yeah. game a lot and I hated to see that go off the off the schedule. So, before we let you go, um been asking this question to the la- the last few there um what does Morningside University now? We've we've leveled up Morningside College to Morningside University. <laughs> Love it. What does Morningside yeah. University's football team have to do this year to get back to holding the championship trophy?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know we we need to finish games, you know, and that's a part of it. And you know, we've talked to, to our guys about that. We just need to be able to finish games and. Um, and, and, and really stay focused and remember who we are and what got us to where we, to where we are. And I just felt we kind of lost sight of that and just kind of lost our focus and kind of stumbled along the way, and, and, uh, and that's a part of it.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast powered by Adcraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com forward slash ball and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.